Business Class, a podcast sponsored by the iBear MBA program of the USC Marshall School of Business. Expert insight into the world of business. Today we are speaking with Dong Ping Mu, the executive director of the UNESCO Foundation and a noted business consultant. We caught up with her at the USC iBear MBA program's 40th Anniversary Celebration Conference. Dr. Mu is a 1988 graduate of the iBear MBA program and is a member of the iBear 10 class. We focused our conversation on her consulting practice and on doing business in China. If I would just give you one sentence, uh, I bring U.S. companies to do business in China. (laughs) That's what I do. First, we ask for a primer on the basics. What does a company that wants to do business in China need to think about? And how do they get on track to a successful venture? A lot of people even today, when they are talking about China, they feel it's very difficult to do business there. But it's not easy to do business any place if you don't understand it. But the thing is, uh, if you compare China with United States, I would say that's a wrong comparison. Sometimes almost like you try to compare with uh, apple and orange and how can you do that you know but uh, but you have to look at china from where they started but if you do that kind of comparison they compare with themselves you do really see the progress one thing uh, i see most american companies uh, i see we have very strong uh, technical capacity and that's a, i always look at three c's to look at those companies One is from technical capacity. Second is from the financial capacity. The third one is the human capacity, yeah. From technical capacity, because we have, you know, this country is so innovative. And I see a lot of people, and for the younger people, my goodness, they constantly try to innovate. And they have a lot of wonderful ideas. And uh, for instance, just uh, one month ago, I met with a group of young people they have figured out a very good solution, how to do the recycling for those uh, tires. You know, we, we have piles of piles, those used uh, those tires. But uh, what they have figured out when they try to do the recycling, at the same time, just no pollution. And it was so revolutionary. They utilized the technology actually some of their uh, scientists are uh, really working with, with aerospace, very smart young people. And also they create a product and also a lot cheaper and also can be, can be used as a, as a diesel for trucks. You know, this is remarkable. You know, you, you really try to recycle something. And, but however, this young group of people, I found out technically, they're really very strong. They really know what they're doing. And also financially, I can see they can definitely raise their money here in the United States. But now here the issue related to human capacity. That's the part they, they, it's a long way for them to go. And uh, sometimes uh, uh, with those US companies, from time to time, I try to remind them, you know, even there is a market with 1.4 billion people there, that doesn't mean that market will automatically belong to you if you don't know how. On the other hand, we always say you go to Rome, you follow the rules in Rome. What's your understanding about the rules in Rome? 
And how about the rules? Not only you don't understand it, you even don't like. So what are you going to do with that? And uh, so I told them their human capacity extremely important because of any of the good business, you need the right people to execute. The key is execution. It's not at all the good idea always on the paper. You know, you, you certainly know how to do it here, but who can really help you to implement your vision over there in that the other market? In China, everybody knows is a market for relationship, relationship, relationship. But they all hear that, but they don't know what exactly the meaning of it. Yeah, and so you do need the people, they have a people skill to go over there. And they also need to have a very strong stomach to tolerate a lot of things different and also ambiguities, uncertainties, even frustrations. You do need that. You know, for that kind of people, they can function. They can function there. So that's very important. Any of the companies, if you want to do a serious business over there, you have to first invest in human capital to identify right people. One point came out strongly. Attitude can be as important as the product in building international relationships. You know, so sometimes I do challenge my client. <laughs> yeah, they, they take the attitude, you know, uh, yes, we have the best technology and a lot of things really wonderful. So, but however, you want to make money over there. So I said, uh, how can you want to make, China, make the Chinese money in American way? How can you do that? You want to make their money, but you want to do it in your way. Do you think that can work? I said, that's the same thing. Any of the foreign companies, if they come to the United States, they have to learn about our system, either the legal system, accounting, everything. You know, then in order to function here, that's the same. Well, how can you consume, how can you really assume you are always the best. You know, you can say you're better. You know, you're, you're doing better, but you have to understand if you always keep that mentality, somebody will catch up with you. Then we dialed in on the negotiation process. How should an international firm approach an important negotiation? Well, uh, first of all, there is no fixed formula at all. There's no fixed formula. Because uh, even in China, China is not at all homogeneous in each region. And you have to be really aware of that. But uh, um, it's very hard for me to, uh, you know, for instance, when, when people ask me a question, how to negotiate with Chinese? Yeah, probably I can uh, mention a couple of things related to negotiation. You know, the, the most, the first important thing is when you, because negotiation is not debate. It's back and forth communication, but it's not at all a debate. And uh, the first to me is you, you have to be a good listener. Yeah, and I found out some of my clients during this communication, and uh, they were constantly thinking what they want to say. But the most important thing, you have to listen to the other side and try to understand exactly what really their needs, what their expectation, you know. And if you have a better understanding about them, you know, you, you, you will have a better reaction. But it's not really always your mind full of your own noise and you wouldn't listen to others. So that's, I think that's very, very important to be a very good listener. And I found out uh, uh, the people 
whoever is a very good listener, very thoughtful listener, actually will go faster. Yeah, it's not at all all the time you feel like, I have to rush, you know, you, you, you cannot do that. And the secondly, I see is uh, somebody can be a very good communicator. So what, what does that mean, you know, when you communicate? Because you never assume either you fully understand the other party or the other party fully understand you. So this, uh, based on the good listening and the good understanding, then see how you communicate. And like sometimes when I talk to the lawyers, don't, le don't use a lot of legal terms because people wouldn't understand. You know, you got to use very simple language and uh, very easy to understand to communicate. And also communicate with respect. That's very important. Yeah, because your facial expression, your body language, as long as you can, even you ask a lot of questions, but the question would, wouldn't be considered as a challenge to the other party, they will respond well. So to be a very good communicator is a very strong scale, yeah. And that the other thing is I found out uh, during the communication, see how you pay more attention to the issues, not the people. But however, I found out because we are human beings, we all have emotions. So during the negotiation, sometimes people get mad and uh, the emotion can go like that. Whenever I see that, I always tell them, oh, stop, stop, stop. Because once you get angry, you start to focus on people now. You wouldn't focus on whatever the issue. It's important to figure out to focus on the issue, not really focus on the people. Once people, they get angry, they get emotionally involved, and they start to label each other. And uh, also saying not really, either say, you're so mean, you're so this and so that. Once you do that, you're going that direction. You're really going down to the drain. But on the other hand, is when going to, to the negotiation, negotiation is the art of a compromise. You know, it's always a giving and a taking. And, uh, but don't be stuck. <laughs> try to figure out some solutions. Uh, yeah, try to figure, there's always a way to figure out solutions. And you know, from A to B, you don't have to always go straight. You probably can go this way. You still can really achieve the same goal. We completed the interview with an in-depth story that proved her point that there is always a solution. I give you this story. This is, a, uh, this is my client was a very well-known, world-class construction engineering firm. So they, they definitely have very strong and uh, very strict international standard uh, to really build whatever the, the facility. So then my client, I definitely, without mentioning about name of my client, we, uh, we got an engagement to do a soccer stadium in northern part of China. But the soccer stadium has to be FIFA standard. Uh, it's very interesting, yeah. And I learned a lot about that. But then uh, you, you, but my client, because that's American construction firm, so this is really in service business, but we have to hire the local Chinese construction teams to do different parts of the, you know, the, the soccer stadium. And one part is that you have to uh, build this banana uh, trust, you know, like uh, that's a 50 meter, meters long. It's a, it's a very sophisticated project. Then what happened was uh, uh, 
just culturally and even how you do the construction, the standard, you'll see the big difference. From Chinese team, they like the idea they will be supervised by the international firm. So sometimes, actually, I see a lot of Chinese companies, if I make a generalization, they like international whatever, the standard, but they don't understand what's the concept. And there's a long way for them to go to, once we start talk about in practice, they totally resist it because they cannot meet up with that standard. So for instance, and uh, for this local Chinese firm, in a way you can say, either you say they're superstitious or whatever, you know, they, they have to look into kind of particular calendar for them at, on the same, on, particular date and time for them to lift up that banana trust. But that's 50 meters long, very big. And also, it's not one piece. So they have to put two pieces together. They have to do really sand it in order to make it uh, really smooth. Then they have to do the coating. The coating, that's three layers. Then you can lift it up. But based on the Chinese team, because that project was already delayed, and then, <clears throat> They wanted to do it on a particular date, particular time. They also have the firework to do that. And but however, for that particular trust, that huge, and uh, they only, they didn't really finish the sending work. They also only did one layer of a coating. So that's not qualified to lift it up. But the Chinese team, they have to do it. And uh, then the American, the project manager got really mad really mad, it was a very difficult issue. So then I happened to be there, so I tried to understand both parties, you know, their issues and how we resolve this, because we're stuck. And here was the Chinese owner, the Chinese owner, very hard for them to say which side they should be on, because uh, based on American party, we're talking about our standard. You know, that's very dangerous. You put it all up over there, then you do the coating, that's a big environmental issue. You, you can imagine that, you do the coating in the air, and also it's not safe at all to do that. They have to do it on the ground, you know. But from the Chinese party, what I learned, because from that calendar, what happened was, uh, previously they had two very bad experience. Once they did that in a different city, they didn't follow the date, then one of the workers were killed. He fell off. And then in the other city, they didn't really shoot, launch the firework, then one of the workers got injured. Because of that, all those workers said, this time we have to strictly follow this rule, particular time, particular date. You know, like even the time was, was to me was ridiculous, like a three, three o'clock, 3.20, exactly at that time. They have to lift it, then launch the firework. They did it. They really did it. Then you can see that thing really going up there. <laughs> this American guy got extremely mad, you know. So then uh, I, I have to think about uh, how are we going to resolve this issue. And so from American party, and uh, that's my client, they say, does it mean you lift it up, then you're going to bring it down today? They say, no, we can't. Because from Chinese culture, you lift a very big truss, it's like, your backbone. How can you lift up your backbone there? You'll take it down. And so this is really a serious issue. Then for our, for my client, you know, they have to comply with international standard. So from that, I was thinking, so I was, uh, I tried to explain to my 
my client about the issue they had. So you, they have definitely serious culture issue there and also their, their practice. I also try to explain to the Chinese party why this important based on international construction standard. So they, they say, yeah, but however, we still have to do this. So I was thinking, my goodness, and I have to identify a solution to resolve this issue, otherwise we're stuck. So I, I'm thinking, well, first I have to talk to this Chinese manager. So I talked to him, I, I asked him this way. I said, uh, well, <clears throat> um, this is really a serious issue for both parties. Definitely we do not want to stuck here. But I like to think if we can have solutions, we can work it out. He said, Dr. Mu, what would you think? I said, how about this? Let's say if you put this one up, but for your second one, and because they have 22, those uh, the, and the one after that, you definitely have to meet with standard and get okay uh, from the American manager. Then for you to look, can you do that? He said absolutely. You know the only crucial one is the first one. I said okay. Now so for the second one, third one, the, you know because you have the coating and everything that will look very good. Then after that, do you think after you have two or three up, can you bring down that one? He said, hmm, we can do that one. We will bring that one down so we can do the coating on the ground. I said, okay, uh, can we turn this contract? He said, contract? I said, yes. I said, if you can turn into a contract, we'll have to write down whatever we to agree with. So then that's, let's say, my client. I said, they will be fine, you know, for, for that. I said, I will work on him, you know, because of, uh, um, he said, okay, so he agreed. So we come out, very short contract, they say well, one, two, three, and uh, so I show it to my client. I said, he said, huh? Hey, this is a good solution, as long as they bring it down. <laughs> so you can see actually everything, there, there must be a solution. And so the interesting part was uh, definitely when they finished the second one, they lift up, oh, that looks so beautiful. And then even the workers didn't like the first one, so they brought it down. Actually, based on the contract we made, we said after two more or three more, they will bring down the first one. They brought down the first one themselves. But I told my client this way. I said, if they decided to really bring down the first one, and uh, you know those local Chinese workers, and they have those uh, lunch box for the for the lunch, very very cheap. You know, so I told them, I said, can we? Each of them gave them a better lunch for that, so they will be highly motivated. It's not about the food, it's all about respect. My client did it. Oh, so that team turned out the best team, <laughs> really working hard with these Americans together. Yeah, so that's really, you can see from people, um, you can always identify a solution and to figure out the, the way to do it. The host is Dick Drobnik, producer Pankaj Bhushan, director Dan Griffin, web developer Rick Pine, and I am Robin Garthwaite.